Hello, everyone. Welcome to Perfect Timing Podcast. I'm your host, Sydney Chalamone, and today is our 100th episode. Oh my gosh, you guys! I can't believe we went through 100 episodes. That's actually that's actually insane. That's a long time because we hit our two year mark over the summer, and I haven't done like a recap episode with myself in quite some time. Uh, so today it's just going to be me, and I'm going to be yapping a little bit about just the things that I've been experiencing since like the last time I got to sit down and just like talk to you all. Um, you know, I just want to tell you guys about like, you know, how my junior year ended, how my summer went, see how senior year is starting. Um, when this episode goes out, I'll be starting my second week of school. My school started pretty early this year. Um, like what's next for the podcast. Uh, I'm turning 18 this year and just like, lo and behold, the question that everyone always wants to ask me the college process. So we're going to be diving into all that kind of stuff today. Um, But I just want to take a moment before I continue to just thank all of you so, so, so much for all of your immense support, especially this summer. I was overwhelmed with the amount of people that just always seem to want to encourage me or help me move forward or just want to see me be great and you know it got me it allowed me to see things in my podcast and you know as an entrepreneur in general it got allowed me to see things that I didn't really realize before um and I honestly would not be here without you guys I really wouldn't um so I'm really excited for the next 100 episodes that will be coming out for you all um and just thank you all again so so much This really means a lot to me. So without further ado, let's get straight on into it because I only I can only say so much in 30 minutes. Okay, so let's start with junior year. Junior year almost ate me alive. Um, (laughs) It chewed me up quite aggressively. If you guys like could hear me, I would talk about it a few times between my uh, interviews and such, especially with people that are my age or maybe older. Uh, just talking about how my junior year of high school was absolutely was absolute malarkey. Like, <laughs> um, and we all know, like at least in like my country, like America, junior year in high school is known to be one of the most difficult years. But when I was a freshman, you know, talking to current juniors or like, well, then current juniors and seniors, they'd be like, "Junior year is your hardest year." You know, like be ready for it. And I'm like, oh, I probably can't be that bad. It was that bad. It was that bad. Um, you know, we were coming back from a COVID year uh, and we're still in the pandemic, question mark. You know, things are rising again. COVID's rising again. You have all these other uh, new diseases to get worried about, but all is in faith and, you know, trust in God and things like that. And we're just trying to push through everything. And so just making sure we all have support systems, but just I just want to go through like a few things that I like learned, how I was taught so many lessons throughout this year and like how it's made me like the person I am. Um, So if you guys remember at the beginning of this year, 2022, I interviewed Miss Brandi Harvey. Uh, And she is just all about, you know, building yourself up from the ground up, you know, just being your own support system and just being strong. And I just love the way that she instilled such an impact on myself 
and my listeners. Uh, she gave me the inspiration and told me, uh, give yourself grace. Because if you all know me personally, you know that I'm just like a serious stickler. I'm a perfectionist. If it's not done perfectly the first time, I will do it again. And just something that I've always just instilled myself since I was a young kid. And so just allowing myself the room to make mistakes and fail and fall and get back up took a lot out of me. And, you know, just realizing I was not meant to live every day with the perfect scenario, with the perfect reactions, with the, you know, perfect day, because life happens and life sucks sometimes. So those were one of the things that I had to kind of get over. And she gave me that kind of like the word of the year, which was I decided to be great. And Throughout the year, I found I found myself in multiple ways being able to use that and really just respect my boundaries. So I attended the Girls Who Rule the World event. It was a conference with young teen girls uh, with Steve and Marjorie Hardy Foundation. And that experience was just phenomenal. It, we had amazing speakers that just talked about, you know, being a young entrepreneur, how to handle our money, like financial literacy, you know how to love yourself as a young black woman and just the fundamentals to being your most confident self. And I took every single thing and absorbed it so much. And I use still some of the things that I learned from that conference to this day, that was like around last September. And through the girls who rule the world event, I actually won an interview with Miss Maria Jordan on her uh, radio talk show. I was invited to fly back out to Atlanta in October and join her for that. And that was a new experience for me. And I loved every second for every second of it, just seeing what she did as her job, how I might find interest in it. And just she really just welcomed me and embraced me in an area where I felt just loved and appreciated. And, you know, that my work was being recognized. So that was one of my favorite things and just a really good kickoff to my junior year, honestly. Um, but junior year was also the last year that I was a ballet dancer. So surprise, everyone. Uh, I no longer dance with the Washington School of Ballet. I now can call myself an alum, um, which was a really, really, really big step for me because ever since I was a kid, all I wanted to do was become a professional ballet dancer. And so saying that, you know, this isn't something that I want to do anymore, even though I have a such a deep appreciation for the art form and the aesthetic. It's just something that I had to learn for myself. Like my body was stretched so far thin that I never, you know, want allow, I want, I never want that to allow myself to go through again. And so I still love to dance. I still enjoy the process, but you know, from where I live in Southern Maryland and driving an hour and a half to DC after school almost every day. And then just being there at 9 a.m. on Saturday mornings that driving back another hour and a half was just so strenuous. And like I was mentioning earlier, how like junior year is one of the most rig rigorous years. It just didn't work out. And, you know, I felt bad, you know, for showing up late every day. You know, I couldn't do the things outside of class and to improve in class better. And while improvement was made, it just didn't excite me anymore. And it just came to a point where I was showing up for what felt like a job. Um, but the community that I had around it, and they knew everything that I did outside of it, they were so supportive of it. And they understood what was going on in my life and just all the other things that I do 
that I still have nothing but love for the Washington Ballet and everyone that surrounds it. Um, and I just want to give a huge thank you to Miss Julie Kent, the artistic director of the Washington School of Ballet and the entire Washington School of Ballet staff. You guys have built me into, you know, the graceful young woman that I am today. And I will, this isn't goodbye to ballet forever, but this is definitely a milestone in my life that I will forever look at, forever look back on. Um, and I was like, <laughs> I'm getting choked up. But that was just one experience from this year that I feel like is going to change my life forever. Uh, also, from the beginning of this year, I was able to re-collaborate with Miss Cedra Sebastian, who works with Black Girl Freedom Fund. And they were offering grants to young Black girls of color, uh, also through Grants for Girls of Color, uh, another organization they partner with, and just young girls with businesses or any uh, any Black woman with a business. And it was just an ex a chance for me to, you know, use the funds to help better the podcast, help better the other things that I do and just boost up all of the income and the sacrifices financially that I put into the, the podcast and just relieving a little bit of that stress. Um, and I was so thankful to receive a grant and just see how people are willing to invest in the work that I do. It, all, it, it makes it feel all worth it. And, not, and that's not to say that all of this is for a paycheck. I honestly and truly do this because this podcast and just speaking and inspiring people has become one of my favorite things in the entire world. And I feel like it's one of those I feel like it's one of those things that God has been like trying to get me to do forever my whole life. And just like seeing how I've grown from the shyest 12 year old girl known to man to this vibrant, cannot stop talking, you know, fashionista, confident girl that I am today. It's kind of like, wow, this is the person that I always want to become. And I always am striving to become better than her each and every single day. So she told me when we were in a meeting at the end of this year as well, she said, you can do everything you want, just not all at the same time. And that was a huge clicker for me because he's, from someone who is coming from the arts, you know, I danced my whole life. I like to sing. I love, you know, to do musical theater every now and then, you know, I was piano player for many years and, you know, being academically, you know, advanced and, you know, thinking about politics, you know, also having an interest in science, like biology, just all of these different departments of life that I saw myself in, public speaking, motivational speaking. It's just kind of like, which path do I know to take? And the truth is that I learned that I don't have to know. I don't have to know what kind of path I want to take yet, because that is the whole point of growing up. I had to, to realize, not for myself, this took you know, conversations with friends and family to also help me realize, like, I'm still 17 years old. I don't pay bills necessarily. You know, I don't have any major, major, major responsibilities that help define who I am. And I kind of became obsessed with that topic and just seeing where do I want to go and putting all these questions in my mind that I had no idea what the answers were to, knowing that I just need to have faith and trust in knowing that I will eventually find the answer. And, you know, I just, instead of worrying about what is to come, what is going to happen, what I should do, I should just learn to live in the moment. And as you guys can probably like notice or remember from my past solo episodes, 
living in the moment is probably one of the number one things I say almost every time. And I neglect to do that sometimes, you know, because we're human and just worrying less because God didn't make us put us here to worry. He put us here to experience life. And, you know, while that does come with, you know, human nature and emotions and things like that, we were meant to learn from one another, from, you know, socialization, from all the people that we meet and just the things that we surround ourselves with and experience. That was the whole point of this. And so it took a her saying, you know, I can do everything, but not all at once, just opened something huge for me. Because who knows, you know, I plan to continue this podcast, you know, throughout my senior year. And, you know, once I start college and everything, we'll see where everything goes. But who knows, like maybe when I graduate college, I want nothing to do with communications and I want to, you know, become a biologist and, you know, just stuff like that happens. And I just want to see where things go. So that just kind of inspired me and reminded me, you know, to calm down a little bit on the worrying and instead just focus on what's happening right here, right now. Another thing that I started during my junior year is that I started to officially partner with Save a Girl, Save a World. You guys know this organization good and well already. Uh, the CEO and founder of this organization is Miss Glenda Gill. This woman is my aunt, basically. I love her to absolute death. And she just puts so much care and effort into our girls of color and just making sure that we are aware, we are in the know and that we have a powerful voice to change our world, which is why I'm so happy that I was able to, you know, partner with them and become one of their communications interns. And as you guys know, I have an installation of their episodes every single month. I did one in July for uh, abortion rights and one recently, if you guys have listened to it, if you're not, go check the, my directory and check it out because I love that episode so much. We talked about premenstrual dysphoric disorder and it was just a huge learning experience for me. And something that I learned every time I had these beautiful ladies on my podcast is just more about myself and more of how my activism and how my platform can change the minds or just get people in the know of what's going on. Because I didn't know what PMDD was. And I'm sure many other of my listeners didn't know what it was. And it was just kind of a huge learning experience, which is why I'm so proud and happy to be a part of an organization that brings up these difficult topics and just brings them to the table and allows me to help catalyst that, which is something that I truly love. Um, so thank you so much. Hi, Glenda. If you're talking, Miss Glenda, thank you so much for all of your support. You become one of the reasons why I continue to have a voice and why I do what I do. So thank you, Miss Glenda and the entire Save a Girl Save, Save a Girl Save a World team for all that you do. Also, Miss Sheila Coates, thank you so, so much. You have always also been one of my biggest supporters. Thank you so much for all that you do. And then I promise you guys, this entire first second has been talking about my junior year. A lot happened then. Um, and one of the things that I also learned is that failures are experiences that made me stronger. I can sit here and talk about all the things that happened during junior year, all the mistakes I made and, you know, how that just threw me down an entire well. Uh, but we would be here forever if I did that. But I do want to share how that tested my work ethic as a student. It tested my perseverance. It tested how much I can handle. And just, which is one of the reasons why I also decided, you know, to let go of ballet, because it's one of those things where it's just kind of like, 
this is something that isn't benefiting me in the best way anymore. And, you know, what can I control in my life that, you know, is either giving me anxiety, is making me feel overwhelmed, recognizing these things and just being able to say, I think it's time to let it go. And, you know, learning that I was, I was made to, you know, make mistakes and, you know, have failures here and there because success does not come without a few failures here and there. I just learned, you know, to set boundaries and to realize that it's okay to say no. You know, when you're listening to, you know, motivational speakers and it's just like, always say yes. But if you're talking to a person like me who says yes to almost everything because, you know, I try to do my work for others and try to be there for other people. And just, you know, if we're speaking, you know, job wise, you know, like entrepreneurially, I do a lot of what I do uh, through my philanthropy, meaning that, you know, I'm doing this out of the kindness of my heart and not necessarily to get paid or for a paycheck or some other kind of outcome. Uh, Therefore, it does knock on, you know, it does tip on like, you know, my boundaries and a little bit on my stamina and my just efforts to just continue to go back out there. And none of it has never been not worth it. Everything that I've done and all the sacrifices and all the effort that I put into everything turned out great. And, you know, not expecting anything at the end is just one of the number one things that I've also learned to accept as well. Because some people can be appreciative of the work that I do and the work that any any other people do, especially with people who are entrepreneurs and uh, are philanthropists. And I just had to learn to say, hey, sometimes when I give, I deserve to be given back to So I'm going to go ahead before I go on any further. That was kind of my junior year and how that all just wrapped up and how it made me the person that I am today. And just like all the lessons that I learned. Um, I don't know. It was quite the experience. And I'm in my last year of high school, but we will also get into that. And I want to talk about my summer. I want to talk about what's next and but we'll get all into that into in the next half. So we'll be right back after this break. Hey, this is Sydney Cherlinone, and I'm so excited to share with you my international podcast, Perfect Timing, that'll be broadcasting on Mondays at 2 p.m. through Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and so much more. We will have outstanding guests that'll talk about their passions, goals, and dreams. Make sure you tune in and have a seat at the table where we will create a voice for us every Monday at 2 p.m. This is Sydney Collins of Perfect Timing. Have you put in place the tools and marketing strategies that will drive the revenue and growth outcomes for your business? Are you looking to expand your brand and image nationally and globally? Commercials, podcasting, graphics, and marketing support are just some of the ways we can dress up your business for prime time. We are EliteConversations.com. To learn more about us, check us out at EliteConversations.com, our website, email us at ecpodcastmedia at gmail.com, or call us at 301-900-5703. There are many people that need to know about the wonderful products and services you have to offer. Let Elite Conversations help you to get the word out. 
welcome back, everyone. Again, my name is Sydney Chairman Day, and we are in the second half of my 100th episode. I still can't believe that this is happening, and you just, again, thank you guys so much for your support. In the first half, I was just talking about my junior year and how it's really affected me in the craziest of ways and how I reached so many milestones through that year. But we're going to go ahead and continue on this. I'm going to try and cram everything from my summer to the beginning of my senior year all into one half, uh, but I'm going to go as smoothly and as fast as possible. So let's get back on into it. So junior year ended. Uh, I took fine. I took only two finals this year because I had one AP class and the uh, most of my other classes didn't have an official final, or maybe I just had one big project. Um, I did very well on those. So we ended the school year on a good note with all A's, you guys, throughout the entire school year. I had one B in each of my uh, report cards. I ended the year with all A's. I cannot tell you guys how happy I was for that. However, let's get into summertime. I'm not, I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> my summer was very tiring. Apart from August, which I'll get to, my entire summer was just like, go, 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 which was, it's supposed to be the exact opposite. You know, summer is the time where you're supposed to rest, you know, go on vacation, see friends. Um, I only did one and a half of those things. I went on vacation um, and I got to rest a little bit, not that much. And I did not, unfortunately, I was not able to see friends this summer because kind of a long story, but you know, we just all had different schedules and nothing really, you know, lined up. People were going out of the country and, you know, I was like, it's all right. We'll all come back together once the school year starts. But what I did do is that I went on a college tour. This was my second college tour ever. I know a second, excuse me. This is my, like, I guess my, the fourth college that I saw because I saw four when I went to Atlanta in April of this year. If you guys follow me on Instagram, um, on my personal Instagram and my and the podcast, obviously, you would have seen that I went on a few college tours. But I went to see Howard University, HU, you know. Anyways, um, and I just fell in love with the school. Honestly, it was just one of those things where I was like, "Is Howard gonna be it?" Because so many people have been telling me for years, maybe since I was in eighth grade, that Howard might be the spot, Sydney. And I'm like. Uh, okay. And, you know, they have like a really good media, uh, media and communications program uh, and major. So I was like, okay, let's see what it actually has to offer. And so when I went to the, when I went to the actual school, it just hit me. I was like, this is it. Like, it is such a nice, cozy campus, you know, it's in Washington, DC. And my tour guide or one of the tour guides that I had actually had the major that I was planning on getting going into. So I was able to talk to him about it. He was talking, telling me about the experiences and the exposure that he got from, you know, attending Howard. And he's also in the Greek life as well. And it just became one of those experiences that I don't think, I don't think I'll ever forget. And something special happened when I, the day that I went on that uh, Howard tour, I met who I get to say is probably one of my closest friends now, Bianca Brown, everyone. Bianca Brown is the CEO and founder of Simply Be, a kind of cosmetic brand that she, where she makes her own butter. She makes, she's making lip glosses now and just things to help, you know, feel beautiful about yourself and your own skin. And she messaged me and she was like, hey, I'm going to uh, a Howard University college tour, you know, 
uh, during this time in June, you know, like maybe we can find time to see each other because she's from Pennsylvania. So it's kind of like a long distance friendship. But this was an opportunity for us to see each other in person and just go visit a school that we both had interest in. And that just started it all. I had such a wonderful time. You know, we got we were able to bond on the things that we saw. We were able to, you know, get to know each other a little bit better and our experiences. I feel like we're the same person sometimes. And I just like it was just like the start of such like a booming and blossoming friendship that I never really had before because you know I'm basically the only entrepreneur in my friend group which isn't a bad thing at all you know all my friends do amazing and powerful things every single day I'm so proud of them but it's one of those things where it's just kind of like someone who is my age doing what I do and have been in my shoes before and just being able to relate on the same experiences is just something that I found really special to me and Bianca has just been such an amazing friend and some that I feel like I can count on, someone I hope she can count on me for. And it was such an amazing experience. She has, she also ended up surprising me uh, on the 4th of July. We had a little get together with family and friends. And my mom was like, do you want to invite Bianca? I was like, oh, she lives in Pennsylvania. I don't want her to drive all the way down. It would be a lot. And she ended up surprising me. And we got to spend the entire day together. And I absolutely enjoyed her. Um, but uh, yeah, that's one of the most exciting things I think I was able to do this summer and just like, you know, get to know her and just see where the friendship goes. What I also got to start this summer was the Steny Hoyer internship. Uh, it's Congressman Steny Hoyer uh, in the fifth district of Maryland. I earned this scholarship through doing the Martin Luther King Jr. NAACP prayer breakfast. Uh, and I was the MC for that because as you guys know, I'm also the vice president of the Charles County chapter of the NAACP. And I they saw me, you know, I got to introduce Mr. Hoyer and then they sent a message and they said, we are interested in having you as an intern. And again, just sparked from there. I'm. It was virtual. Uh, we had like an online app where we just answered a bunch of constituent calls. And it was so interesting to me to see how everyone had such a different circumstance, a different issue of what was going on, just hearing their opinions of what was going on in their own lives and what they think the government should do to change certain things. You know, you know, me just being an intern, there's not much I can do in terms of power, but all I'm really just, you know, the catalyst and the message relayer to people who can help them and move their situation forward. And it just earned me to see a lot of sympathy for the people that we have, especially just in like the fifth district of Maryland, just seeing what was going on. And so what I was able to do was just have like a different look, a different perspective and seeing what happens behind closed doors where people are like, oh, the government is just this and that. But I was able to see behind, you know, the curtain and like, oh, this is like what goes down and it starts here. And, you know, what I, what I was able to do was see, how my voice because like they had, they had most of the time they didn't really know I was an intern unless I verbally mentioned it but to be the person that you know they were really appreciative of because I've had had calls where you know they would be on talking just about an hour about the things that they were going through and not all the time sometimes the calls would be really short and quick just quick questions and things like that but someone just you know just sounding like they've been through a lot and just being a listening ear from the, ear for them and letting them know that we are doing everything in our power to help them out 
was something that was really uplifting for me. And many of them were very appreciative of the work that the office was doing. And just seeing everything from that perspective really just like turned the lights on for me uh, in terms of, you know, if I want to get into politics, you know, how communications and be, getting into public relations will be able to, will allow me to be able to do more things like this. And it just became one of those things that I absolutely adored. And I believe it's more of like a college internship. and maybe next summer or the few summers after I might be able to join them again. Uh, but it was probably one of the most exciting and different experiences that I got to enjoy. Something that I also got to do is visit the Brown STEM girl, Miss Elena Onale. If you guys remember that I interviewed her early this year in January, she is the youngest Black person and yet the youngest person ever to be accepted into medical school. She's 13, everyone. 13 years old. I don't know about y'all, but when I was 13, uh, I was probably crying over something that doesn't even matter to this day when I was in eighth grade. She goes in 2024 and her mother just really enjoyed me and the things that I do. So I flew out there and I just had like the time of my life. They were so welcoming and so hospitable to me being there and just like wanting to enjoy my presence and the things that I wanted to do. And as you guys will probably learn or have learned about me, I am very easy to please. So when I got there, they're like, what do you want to do? And I was like, I am down for whatever. Honestly, like I'm just here to be with like Elena, be with the family and just like be a part of, you know, your summer and your experience and just having like a younger sister for a week, you know, and it was one of the most exciting things I got to do all summer, just building my bond with her and just like seeing how she grows. And I got to attend a few of her interviews that she got to do and just networking that way as well. And like her mom, she cares a lot about me. And so she was advocating for me a lot. You know, she was just rapping about me to the other people in the office, just trying to get my name out there. And I just deeply appreciate her for wanting to support me in that way. And so it was just a beautiful experience. And thank you so much, Elena, for being the girl that you are. You have inspired so many young girls around you. The people at my school, they go berserk. They're like, you got to visit her this summer? I was like, yes, I did. I got to talk to my teachers about it. They were like, please update me and see and like, tell me how that went. It's, it was just an amazing experience. I'm so glad I was able to visit her. She lives in Texas. It was around like the Dallas area and it was over hundred degrees every day, but we made the most of it. <laughs> and something, and this is like one of the things that also made, you know, this summer a little bit stressful is that everything was back to back to back. So what I did is like, you know, the first couple of weeks of summer, you know, I had my internship and everything. And like in between the things that I had to go and like where I had to be, you know, I was working at my internship in between that as well. So after I got back from my trip with Elena in Texas, I had a Black Girls Lead Conference with Black Girls Rock. And this is my second year doing it. I did it last summer and I was accepted to join their summer program again. And they do cut the limit off at 17. So I won't be able to participate as, um, an audience member next year as a participant. Um, but again, it was probably one of the most remarkable things that I was able to be a part of the be a part of the summer. And you know, it was, it was a long conference. It was around from like 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. and it was also virtual. 
uh, through Google Teams, but I just learned so much about myself, who I am as a young Black girl, and just what I can do with my time here on earth to support others, you know, building a business plan, learning how to code, and just seeing the work that other people do and how I can find myself in the positions that they are in as well. That was probably the, one of the most beautiful things that I've been able to see and just something that really excited me. So if you are younger than 17 and you are looking for inspiration, if you're looking to just do something over the summer, I highly, I highly encourage you to apply for the Black Girls Lead, uh, Black Girls Rock Summer Conference. It is one of those exciting things I think you will ever endure and just a beautiful experience. I, I learn more about myself. I learn more about the organization each and every time. Uh, so if you're interested in that, please, I encourage you to apply. Something else that I also did, because I got, here's what happened. After my trip to, after my trip to Atlanta in Texas, week after that, it was the Black Girls Rock trip, excuse me, not the trip, the conference. Week after that, I was actually supposed to fly out to Atlanta. And then we had to just, we just moved it up to like a week later. Cause I, I think it just worked out with everyone's schedule. So like that first week of August was the first week I did absolutely nothing my entire summer. The, imagine that for two whole months, I just worked on straight scholarships for school, studying, you know, for ACT tests, looking and searching up colleges, doing the work that I have for the podcast. Cause as you guys probably noticed, I was on quite the hiatus this summer and for good reason, because like I was saying earlier, junior year ate me up so bad. And like the first, like two, two and a half weeks into summer, I was talking to my friend. I'm like, I am so gosh dang exhausted. Like I know, like it's been like a week and a half. It's been two weeks and I'm still so tired. And like, they know like what I do. They know that I'm, you know, extremely busy and all the things that I do and that I'm always on the go. And they were just telling me they're like, Sydney, you're probably just drained. You just need a break. You need a relaxer. And I was just filled with so much like overwhelmed and like anxiety over the summer where just like something had to change. I was like, I can't keep running around and I can't keep doing these things anymore. So that first week of August was the first break that I got the entire summer. Where I was like, nothing I want to do. Nowhere would I go for this entire week. The only thing I had to do was attend two mandatory meetings that week. And that was it. I just took the time to just relax and do absolutely nothing, which definitely helped. Then I went on to Atlanta. I was there for a week and a day. I was able to visit my cousins uh, who were, they're kind of like my older brothers, honestly. And I wish I just had the time on my life. I was also able to see Madison Burns again. Uh, hey girl, if you're listening, um, she goes to Georgia State and I was able to stay with her for a few days while I was down there. and. That was probably one of the best trips I've ever taken in a while. Like I, that break just felt so rejuvenating, so relaxing. I slept until like 11 a.m. like every single day. And I just, I felt like I felt welcomed and that I deserved it for the first time the entire summer that I deserved that break. And it was probably the most exciting things I got to do all summer, just seeing my cousins and what they do at work because they're probably the coolest people I know around. And just being able to see what they do inspires me. And then they always congratulate me on the podcast and everything that I do and just give me tips and tricks and, you know, just 
how to better it and how to better myself. And they're just good people to be around. And I just had the absolute time of my life while I was there. And then right after that, <laughs> I got back uh, August 16th from that, excuse me, the 15th. The next day I had to go to school for a parent mixer. Uh, and I wrote about like a five minute speech. And people told me that it made them cry. Now, was that my intent? Absolutely not. Um, but am I happy that people were affected by my words and my experience and the things I was trying to emit off to them? Yes. I was very pleased to say that, you know, I felt that people received the message that I was giving, which was I was talking to parents that were enter like their kids were entering into their freshman year of high school at the high school that I attend this year and just letting them know why their investment was important, the experience that I've had, and why I believe that their child's journey will be something worth it at the high school that I attend. And just like the receipt of that message and just the way that it was taken, I felt was something rejuvenating. And then the day after that parent mixer, I went to New York City. An impromptu trip for my grandmother's birthday it was me, my grandma, my mother, and my youngest brother, Jackson, we went to New York for three days and two nights, I believe. And in that time, we saw the Michael Jackson musical. If you guys didn't know before, you will know now. Michael Jackson lives in my veins. The love that I have for that man is insane. And seeing the musical, and fun fact, the star, you know, the person who, the actor that plays Michael Jackson musical is actually from Maryland. He graduated from one of the schools in my local county. How cool is that? And I was just able, you know, to meet him. Obviously, I can, you know, sit and talk forever, but I was just so engulfed and involved with what was happening on stage and just seeing like Michael Jackson's story and just everything that he went through. It was beautifully done. And I'm definitely going again for sure. I'm going, I, I can go a million times again and never get bored. And if you're thinking about going, go. Please go see it. And then school started. And then school started. My senior year. It's finally happening. When you got, if you guys remember me talking about, you know, senior year, senior year, senior year, all last year to my junior year, it's happening. And as you guys may know, I am the president of our student council. And I get to, you know, kind of Lack of literature, I kind of get to run things at school for a little bit and just, you know, event planning and just seeing how I can take the student's voice to a higher level. Um, but something that I learned that I really want to take into this year is that I need to set so many more boundaries. You know, being able to have more space now since I'm no longer dancing with the Washington Ballet, I need to learn what to do with the time and how to value my personal time more. So, something that I learned over the summer is that. People will treat you the way that you let them. It's just kind of like if you're open to, if you're saying yes all the time, if you're being this person for someone all the time, you know, if you're being their support system, you know, you're being, you know, they're kind of sometimes a therapist. It takes a toll on you. And, you know, always saying yes to events and always, you know, just being there. Over the summer, I think for the first time in a while, and, and that wasn't, you know, like a, a schedule conflict or every, anything. An event that I was supposed to attend, I just like the day of, I just had to say, I can't do it because I was just so far drained. It was my summer. 
I was just working so hard every single day that I had to go to this event. And I was like, I just can't do it. I was talking to my mom. I was like, I can't go to this event. I do everything all the time. This is the first time where I really just have to say no. And even since then, like since the beginning of August, you know, even late July, I'm getting emails on top of emails of people just wanting me to be a part of these events and organizations and all these things that they're hosting and having. And there comes a certain point where I just have to be like, no, you know, like just evaluating, like, is this really going to be worth my time, especially during senior year in the fall where I'm applying to college and everything. Is this something that I'm going to value? And is this something that I want to give my time up to? And sometimes I just had to realize that, no, maybe it's not. And I just, you know, had to learn that sometimes it's okay to do that. You know, I don't have to be stretched out so far thin, like I, like I definitely was junior year, to the point where I was just exhausted having these long stretched out days, you know, starting at 6 a.m., ending at 11 o'clock, maybe 12 a.m. every single day. It was just too much for me. And so I'm learning to manage my time and appreciate and start to really hone in on my self-care. And all of that to say is that going into senior year, I'm going to take a new approach to how I manage my time and what I feel like I'm going to value more, which really this year is going to be giving myself grace and my mental health. So just reminding myself that I will show up I will be there. I am the new student council president. There's There are expectations of me, but also just setting boundaries and seeing what I can do and what I need to stop doing. And so later this year, oh, you guys, I'm turning 18. 18 years old. A full-on adult. Tell me that doesn't freak anyone out. Uh, I will say the day that I turned turn 18, I will be in the tattoo parlor. Um, just something that I feel like I always wanted to do. I'm like, let's, I'm going to go ahead and get a tattoo. But I'm also incredibly terrified, you know, just make my, most of my decisions, you know, in terms of, you know, business or like just professional or maybe just medical wise sometimes. Most of those have been done like through my parents. So the day that I turn 18, all that changes. And I'm not sure if I'm ready for it. I'm not sure if I'm going to enjoy it. But I feel like each year is an opportunity to learn more and grow into the young lady that I want to become. And, you know, the college process has been something that's been also incredibly stressful. And the reason why it is is because I still feel like I haven't found my dream school. A journal prompt that I actually had today for school for my AP Lit class was, what was the first word that comes to mind when you think of like college application? And I said, scary. And because it's kind of like, how do I know that all the things that I've done, you know, since I was maybe since 12 years old, all of the awards, all of the things that I've done, all of the community service and just the ballet, the piano lessons, the all the outreach projects that I do, will that all be worth it? And I guess we'll see. Because people have been told me, tell me left and right. Sydney, you can get into any school you want. Everything that you do, you know, is adding up to who you are and just who the person that you want to become. So embrace it, embrace the experience. And so I'm going to try and learn to do that. 
trying to anticipate the, I, the stress that I know is probably going to be there by the time it comes, but we'll see. And I'll keep you guys in the loop for whenever that happens. But for now, that kind of wraps up my recap. It's been, and it, it's been quite the year, a hundred episodes. I've grown so much. I've learned even more and I met the most amazing people in my entire life. But again, that is all thanks to you guys. I also want to give probably the biggest shout out that I can to Elite Conversations, EC Podcast, everyone. They are the reason that my podcast is basically here. It's established, why it's edited in the most perfect way every single time. I want to give, I want everyone in their own space to give a, a complete and giant round of applause for Mr. Daryl Spears, my producer. Yes. But thank you so much, Mr. Daryl, for everything that you do. I appreciate you and your work and just everything and all the effort that you put into my life and my podcast so, so much. I'm so blessed to have you on my team. I just, again, just want to give the biggest thank you that I can to everyone and everything that has helped me along the way. And again, I can give it up to no one else but God as to why I made it this far. And again, just thank you guys so much for your support and all that you do. Um, but thank you for listening to my recap, spending, I feel like this is going to be like a good hour episode, <laughs> spending a little bit of time with me, but thank you all so much for listening. And this is Perfect Timing. Hey, Jay, stay with me.